Hey guys, welcome back. It's Ashley and Hakeem here. Hi guys. Hello again. Um, we just got back from Minnesota, from Minneapolis, and I was speaking at the Millionaire Mindset Conference out there. It was a Latina entrepreneur mindset shift, personal development type conference, which is really fun. I've personally never been anything like that. Um, for the last year that I've been really focusing on my public speaking career, I think most of the events that I've gone to are based around lash extensions or at least the beauty industry in general. And this event had a lot of different business owners. I mean, from people who are pastors at churches and hey, balloon arches. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like food caterers. I mean, there were so many photo booths, like it was, it was really cool, but it was all, um, all our people. There was a lot of Brown pride going on and there it was really cool. kind of emotional. So, uh, we're just getting back into the swing of things, but we wanted to come and kind of talk about, um, as you can tell from the title, passive income. I think this topic has been very, very prevalent lately for a lot of reasons. Um, for sure here in California, it's super expensive to live here. So everyone's trying to get a little extra piece of something. Mm -hmm. They got like a side hustle plus their main job going on for sure. And also I think, um, with all this talk of the recession, I know I've talked about this a couple of times on, um, my Instagram, all this talk of a recession coming, um, a dip in the economy has really put like put the fear in people and made people think like, okay, how can I save for a rainy day? Like I said, especially if you're living in one of these more uh, metro states like California, Texas. Um, I mean, even Arizona is getting more expensive. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere's going up. I mean, everyone's talking about just moving to the Midwest because everywhere in like the beach states are getting pretty expensive. So for me, I think one of the big reasons why passive income has been such a topic. Um, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry. Um, we'll definitely cover that in a second, but I just wanted to kind of give some background as to why is this even like suddenly such a topic? I mean, how many years where our parents were just like, go to college and get a job, right? That was get a secure job. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you get benefits. And I guess passive income for my parents was like 401k, I guess in their mindset, like yeah. they were building something outside of their regular income for sure social security, stuff like that, that they would be or, able to cash in on later retirement, yeah. which that's not really passive income. If you think about it, which we'll talk about in a second, but I think that might've been maybe like their that version. Yeah, for sure. yeah. That might've been what they thought they were getting themselves into, um, and preparing for the future. But with respects to where we are today, people can only do so much in a day, right? Like where there's only 24 hours to the day. If you're like me, you can work, you know, pretty easily 12 to 16 hours in the day, not super healthy. I don't necessarily recommend working that much, but when you love what you do, that can be kind of easy. But um, we talked about last in the last episode about how people tend to compare themselves and you know think that you got to be doing something because if you're not, you're you're behind. Actually, a friend of mine, Michelle, she was talking on her stories the other day about how she feels like she's behind on the coaching space and this, this and that. So, like she feels guilty for not starting another business as a coach. And I kind of consoled her and told her like, hey, like Mish, don't don't stress. Like you're not behind. There's, there's not an end date for coaches. Like we're always going to need business coaches. We're always going to need mentors out there for the new artists. But, um, that just seems to be the mindset of people like, Oh, that's one aspect I would say. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. but also I think just the, how expensive it is and the fear of like, I need to set aside money for a rainy day. And if you are a lash artist or a hairstylist or whatever it is, a business owner, you might not have 401k. You might not have social security. You might not be investing in stocks and things like that. So that's where the fear settles in like, Oh crap. Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. 
just given it fluctuates. For sure. We're, you know, people are talking about how like people are going to, there's going to be huge layoffs and people are not going to have money for these luxury services that we sell or luxury products that we sell. So that could be really scary. And so I definitely think that's where it's coming from. I mean, if I had to guess, I mean, social media for sure, comparing yourself. Yeah, for sure. Social media doesn't help you at all, honestly. I mean, it helps, but I'm saying not in the sense of where you're at and where you want to be in your business. Sometimes I feel like you get caught up in, like you said, comparing yourself to other people and and seeing their goals and why aren't my goals like their goals and... And also, like, think about it as, like, you're on social media. A lot of us, if we're business owners, if you're listening to this podcast right now, clearly you are a person who's in, who's um, interested in advancing themselves in their business, no matter what point you are, whether you're a beginner or you're advanced, you're here because you're trying to learn. And so more than likely, this is not the only place where you consume content that teaches you about growing your business. You probably look up stuff on YouTube. You look up stuff on TikTok. And once you get into that rabbit hole of, like, uh, professional development, it very quickly, the algorithms pick up on like what your fears are and what you want, what you're seeking. So what they do is they start people who run ads. If you know anything about ads, they base off of algorithms. And so the ads know, Oh, this girl or this guy listens to team Licious podcast, which is all about growing their business. Um, so when they're on TikTok, we're going to show them this ad of this, you know, online sales coach who is going to tell them passive income is what you need. <laughs> so I think that's part of it too. Just the, the, the it's in your face. It's in your face. Exactly. So like you're not even asking for it. You may not, you might have just heard that word recently, but at the end of the day, um, it's been around for, you know, a really long time. So I think that's kind of where it's stemming from the recession, social media, ads, algorithms, just trying to like shove things like buy my mini course, buy my this. And if you, if you're anything like me, anything under a hundred bucks, honestly, if you tell me you're going to solve all my problems, I'm buying it. Like I for like, sure, why, like why not? Yeah. I'm just one of those people like, okay, you're telling me that this, you know, download or this little system will change my life. I'll, I'll freaking buy it, whatever. And nine out of 10 times, if it's under a hundred dollars, I never even open it. I don't even open it. It's just a waste of my time. So anyways, with that being said, um, well, we want to kind of clarify right now. And the reason, why are we talking about this? Why are you guys even bringing this up? A lot of it has to do with our last topic of, you know, being in competition with people and thinking that you're ready, you want to do things for the wrong reasons. But I would say the biggest reason why this has just been a topic that Hakeem and I have been discussing for a while now, we just got back from that conference in Minnesota. Um, I just relaunched um, and now I have two coaching programs that I do. I work with small businesses who are just looking to market and, and sell to more customers, people who are struggling to put their business in front of people. But now I have a new coaching online uh, coaching program that's all for educators, for people in the beauty space who want to teach people how to do the services that they offer or whatever it is that you've mastered and you want to teach people, you want to share that knowledge and create your course. Now I have two courses. And so I'm dealing with double the amount of business owners that are trying to, you know, grow scale. And to be completely honest, this word, this passive income, and also some people interchange it with residual income. I keep hearing these two phrases thrown around. And to be honest, a lot of times they're even used interchangeably. People use them as if they mean the same thing. No, they don't. They're, they're completely different. They're very different. And so I think that there's a lack of knowledge around what passive income even is and how it relates to residual income. Um, that might be another word maybe that you've never heard, but we're going to talk about it today. So if you are one of those people that we mentioned earlier, 
that are trying to start a training or trying to maybe something that I've heard a lot of is develop a product line, have a lot of people asking me to coach them through that process of uh, coming up with a product. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about it. And I'm definitely helping certain people through that process. But what I've learned is that people think that product development and product sales is passive. Yes, that e-commerce is passive income or residual income and i'm here to spoiler alert tell you it's not it's just another job you're just adding another job to yourself literally and so that's not a bad thing and yeah. I don't take this as ashley's telling me not to start a product line by no means if you have a product that you think will revolutionize the industry or if you have um a community of people that you know could benefit from something then i want you to sell it like i want you to develop that and i want you to to market it i want you to put that in front of people if it's going to help people i want that even if you want to sell exactly what i sell like i want you to do that too because you're going to connect with different people that maybe i couldn't have so just realize you're gonna have to you're gonna have to spread yourself a little bit thinner or or might have to take away from what it is you're originally doing right now to develop. But first, before yeah. before okay. we get into okay. all the tips and tricks, okay. we, we want to sorry, first sorry. define, Hakeem's really excited about this because he too is a victim of thinking that product sales was a passive income. And he thought, all right, when's the money? Yeah. When's the checks coming in? When we first started working together and we moved, uh, we changed his barbershop into the Lash Supply and Salon. One of the very first conversations that we ever had about working together, <laughs> he asked me, so um, by the way, he just finished cutting someone's hair, very nonchalant, came up to me. I was buried deep in like paperwork and like working on the website and all this stuff, stressed out. And he's like, so I was wondering how much cut am I going to get from the product sales? And I, I was clueless, guys. I was dead clueless. silent, you guys. Like, dead <laughs> silent. Like, I still get emotional thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I get emotional because I just remember the the feeling of betrayal. The disrespect. The disrespect. Like, how my daughter would say, my four-year-old, how outrageous of you. Like, I remember looking at him thinking, like, you're joking, right? This was, what, one year? One year and, like, some change into selling products. And I just remember, like... I don't even think I had profited at that point. Like I no. still was in the negative. So for him to say, how much are we getting? Like, what's the cut like? I, my, my immediate response was, oh, fuck you. how much have you put in my, my dog? Like, what have you, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Right. So, but it, it, this was what I'm trying. So don't feel bad. If you feel like selling products is a pat, a form of passive income. Um, I did. I Hakeem did. thought that very much because his idea was this fairy tale land that, oh, all you do is just meet yeah. these people from Korea and have them. No, there's so much that goes into and it. And have a fire product and it sells itself. No. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. But I just wanted to like um, explain really fast that we've been there too. And I can't lie and say I didn't think the same thing. Maybe I didn't think it'd be passive, but I definitely thought it would be residual, which we'll clarify in a second what, what the difference is. I definitely knew that it was going to take a lot of work initially. But I did also think that once people tried my products, because obviously I wasn't going to sell anything bunk, like once I, once I showed them and they tried it out, they'd love it. And then every month they'd give me a couple hundred bucks. Like that definitely was my thought process as well. Um, but we were both wrong in the both end. Wrong. Both of us were wrong, just in different ways. And so I want you to just kind of first just breathe and be like, okay, I'm not attacking you. Like, I'm not mad at you guys. This is just a topic that I feel like, you know, I struggled with it. Hakeem struggled with it. Now I'm hearing Everybody, from, Yeah, everyone struggles with it. I think very few people truly understand, unless your parents maybe were like business owners and were in product development and retail sales themselves. 
maybe you, you have, have an idea of what it really right, is. Right. But from what, if you're on this podcast and you love us, you probably don't have that because most of the people that we connect with are first generation entrepreneurs, if not first generation Americans. Like a lot of the people in our um, audience are first generation immigrants here. So definitely don't feel bad if you didn't understand that. So we're going to break down really quickly what is passive income and what is residual income. And then we'll talk about what it's not. And we're going to give you some tips. I'm, we're going to give you some real tips that you can take from this. What are ways that you can make passive or residual income? And what? how can I um, make the most of selling? Well, I really want to sell products, Ashley, or you know whatever it is that you think you want to do that you think is passive income. We're not telling you not to do it, but just go into it. By the end of this, you'll have a better understanding of what it's going to take to actually do it well and not just kind of drop the ball like a lot of people do. I can personally name 10 girls who started selling lash supplies and then ended up letting it go and doing going another route. There are other routes. There's not the next level. It's not like learn how to do lashes, get a studio, start selling products. It's not like the chain that you need to follow. You can, you definitely can, but there are other ways that you can make a killing doing um, lashes or hair or nails or whatever it is that you do. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. We're going to actually, we're not just going to lecture you about why you shouldn't sell products. We're going to give you some tips and some real advice on how to sell products or sell courses or whatever it is that you want to do that you think is residual to actually make it passive or residual, right? Yes. We're not just trying to tell you not to do it. We're going to actually help you. We're going to explain why, what, what, what is, what is what? Yeah. Okay, so um, first off, because that's the name of this title, um, what is passive income? Um, passive income is basically, babe, you want to explain what it is, I mean, for the most part, in a very short sentence. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's pretty much money you don't have to work um, that hard for, or very little, very little for. Yeah, you always got to work for money. There's no such thing as free. You're not no, getting anything there's free. There's yeah, nothing's free ever. But I think the idea behind passive income is that... Um, it's more minimal effort, like... Like you're not having to cut hair to get the money, right? That is, uh, and then the amount of money you make from cutting that person's hair is an even exchange, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you cut someone's hair, you spend 45 minutes, you get 60 bucks. Like it's a good exchange for the amount of effort that you put in. It's like an equal exchange where passive income is more like you put minimal effort, but you get a lot of return on it. And so you might wonder, well, of course I want to do that. But hold on, hold your horses because there's some layers to this, okay? So what does that look like? What are some things that could be considered passive income? One of them is drop shipping. So um, drop shipping, if you're not familiar with the term, you might've heard it, but you might not un completely understand what that is. Drop shipping in a sense means you're buying a product, someone's buying a product from your company and you outsource the fulfillment of it. So, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to make up a it's name, like the, the Amazon sellers, or whatever. right? But you know, you, you, you want to buy a, a phone case. So you look up pretty glittery pink rainbow unicorn phone case. That's the one you want. Okay. I don't know. I'm just yeah, throwing sure, something yeah. out there. So you go on there, you find the one with the best reviews, right? Cause we all look at the reviews. Uh, we find the one that has Amazon prime on it because we all want to make sure we're not paying for shipping. And usually you're going to find one that's going to be delivered either same day, next day, or no more than two days. If it's any more than three days from now, F that. Yeah. If it ever says like, yeah, exactly. Forget it. So that's what we do, right? You don't actually know and you don't probably even care who is fulfilling it because they have good reviews. It's the exact product you want. You're going to get it when you want. And you, um, you're, what was the other, what was the other benefit? 
You don't have to like actually pay for shipping. You get it for basically free, right? Mm -hmm. In essence. Well, you don't know who, who bought, who, who's selling that, but the person selling it very likely the reason it's so cheap, the reason you're able to get that phone case, instead of buying it at Apple for $49.99, you're able to get the same phone case for only $29.99, you know, maybe not half off, but close to it. And you don't have to drive there. You don't have to get dressed. You're in your underwear, eating pizza on your couch and it gets delivered to your house. The reason why is because somebody who had some money thought, Hmm, I know there's people who love iPhones and they love unicorns and rainbows and sparkly glitter who need to protect their phone. Let me take this chunk of change, 20 grand and go invest in a bunch of those, um, overseas, maybe in Japan or wherever that they make them find a good quality one and then just immediately send it or have them instead of giving them instead of giving the japanese manufacturers my address and fulfilling it myself let me just ship it directly to the amazon warehouse so that they can fulfill it on their own and i literally never have to touch it so you give me the money and then i cut i give amazon and all them their cut or you know, see what i'm saying now and they handle it. They handle. They handle it from there, pretty much. It's they handle inventory. It. They handle. Ha they handle fulfillment. If anyone makes a cancellation or a return, and that's why Amazon charges like fifty percent to sell on their to sell on their product. Because you, because you might think, oh, I'm gonna sell on Amazon and I'm gonna sell something for twenty dollars that only costed me two bucks. I'm gonna make eighteen dollars profit. No, if you're selling with Amazon, you're probably gonna make like six or seven dollars profit off of that because Amazon has to pay their employees. They have to pay their overhead. There's so much that goes into it, but it's still, Hey, that's six bucks that you didn't, that once you, you did no yeah, work for once you yeah, very minimal yeah. work for it. Obviously you had the initial investment, but and you, had a, and you had to find the manufacturer, but still it's very minimal after, after that part was done, then it, yep. Amazon got it. Yeah. But you just kind of did the part of marketing it, advertising, and that's about it. Um, and then well, even with Amazon, they do a lot of, they the do a lot of the advertising too. And that's why and they that's, take that's, so much. That's why it's passing. That exactly. Sure. Um, but another form, and this is something that, um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with, but don't realize that it is a form a very good form of passive income is, um, being an ambassador or an affiliate for somebody. Yeah, for sure. Cause you're already running your own business, right? People already want to buy from you, or, right? You've or, developed trust yeah, with exactly. them. So, but, so the, uh, you're an ambassador for someone and they're, they're buying, they're purchasing some, something from them with your, with your code or whatever, and you're getting a cut, but the people fulfilling that, um, fulfilling the orders is the company that you're working for. And they're just giving your cut. They have to deal with the returns, with the packaging, mm -hmm. with the complaints, with everything else. Product uh, doing uh, research on the products. For example, Hakim is an ambassador for this candy company that's local. And so we already eat that candy. He already, we already posted every time we eat it anyways. People always message us, oh my God, where'd you get that? My mouth is watering, by the way. <laughs> um, it's like those um, chiloso candies, like with the chile and the, oh, it's bomb. Anyways, um, we already post them and we're not going to stop eating them anytime soon. You know, they're they're one of our favorites. So it's, 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 not, it's not taking me necessarily that much more work to just to do. now tag them. Yes, exactly. And that's simple. And people DM me and say, hey, where'd you get it? I literally just sent them their profile or whatever. And the cool thing is he makes a commission off a small one. You know, the person saves their money. You know, they save their 10% or 20%, whatever it is that Hakeem's code is. And then on top of that, we, you know, Hakeem keeps some and we can re-up on candy for free. Or if it's enough, you can actually cash out on that. So those are some of the ways that you can um, do, you know, or if it's like, you could also do it with like websites that you use. I know Canva has an ambassador program. You're already using Canva. People love your content you make on social media. You could tell them, oh, here, oh, yeah. use this code.
a lot of um, the website platform, the platform that I'm using now for my coaching program, um, Pretty Dash also has a um, an ambassadorship where you get residual income from that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so basically being an ambassador for the products that you already know and love, not necessarily UGC, because that's another, we could talk about that another day. UGC, which you might've been hearing floating around recently is user generated content, meaning um, people looking for content. That so yeah, like a brand will sell, will ask to buy content from you for them to post on their platform. You actually don't ever have to utilize, you don't have to actually exploit your audience to make sales for them. You just, you're like an actor. It's like testimonials. It's, it's, more it's like, like yeah, you're an actor. Yeah, you're just sure. an actor. Literally, you're just an actor. That's all it is. Yeah. That's UGC. Uh, but that's another thing. But another way that you can create passive income, right? Which means minimal effort, high payout is doing a collaboration. This is a big one that I feel like is very slept on in the beauty industry. You see it in makeup industry. Well, makeup industry is big. When I'm saying like in lashes, you don't see it as much as you see it like in the beauty industry, the hair world. I'm sorry, sorry, makeup industry, the, the hair world. world. Sneakers, yeah, fucking cereal. Yeah. I mean, you see people, those can be similar to like, what are they called? Um, endorsements or whatever. Yeah, endorsements, yeah. It's, it's like it's, that. It's, it's very similar to that. Think of like Michael Jordan when he made his like kicks you know, cereal like people have those certain, uh, Nike dunk drops with yes. it's, it's with like, like a, Travis Barker, right? Exactly. Right? He doesn't own any piece of, um, and he's not necessarily getting you a discount on the shoes. He's not getting up and he's not necessarily getting, um, you know, ro royalties necessarily. That's another way though. Royalties, royalties, royalties is but, um, but what it is, is you are basically just collaborating with a company who already has established themselves as a, a respectable relied upon trusted resource for something and you have your own audience separately who probably would be interested in those products but you don't want to just hand them over maybe you just don't want to send them over there you actually want to get a cut of every single this is similar to royalties you want to get a cut of every single sale that ever happens with, with, with that, that product. Yeah, exactly. So, um, for example, like if you're an ambassador, here's one, I guess you could say downside that some people see is that, okay, Hakeem gets them to buy the candy the one time, right? But then they get so used to buying it, they go buy it in the stores. Yeah. They, they're not always buying it online and using his code. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm already here at the liquor store. I'm just gonna buy five packs. Yeah. So. Hakeem's not going to get a cut of that. You get it? So it's kind of like some people feel like, well, what if they don't use my code? Then I don't get the the, the commission. Totally understand. But so, if you collab, that certain item is yours. And every exactly. time that one item sells, a piece of that You is, get a piece of it. Yeah. So that's where a collaboration. You can do this if you're uh, a hairstylist. You can do this with like a specific scissors or specific hairspray or something that you had this idea, bring it to, um, you know, the person who creates the product that you already like or a tweezer design that you feel like is just your favorite and you really want nothing exists like it, or maybe a color, a specific colored lash collab. Maybe you want to do a tray of lashes that has like these specific shades of yellow and orange because of, I don't know, you see what I'm saying? Come up with something unique that's along the lines of what the company already sells and make it your own and sometimes they may even want it depending on the deal you can you can negotiate if you have money to put up front you can negotiate a little right. bit more percentage or you can negotiate that you don't put any money in but maybe you take a little bit less percentage you see what i'm saying you just came up with the idea that's a really good form of passive income and again i think a lot of people are really sleeping on that because they don't realize that that's a thing 
You don't have to go through the process of finding a manufacturer, testing samples out, dealing with being up in the middle of the night, talking to people from Vietnam. Like you don't have to worry about this stuff because somebody else is doing it for you. And that's why they get the their portion. Um, and so that's a really good one. I really hope that somebody from here will um, take that and hopefully, you know, run with it because I think that one could be huge. I know a few people who've done it. Mags did it. Um, Maggie Kisor did it from, uh, she did it with, I think, Lost Artistry or I forgot who, but she did a, a collab before. And I thought that was really smart. Um, and then the other form of um, passive income is a digital download, which could mean like a course that they download and they have forever access to it or, or, oh, or, or temporary money. access. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be, but passive income is not really so much that they have monthly access to it. Cause that's more like a membership. We'll talk about that in a second, but I think that's where Hakeem was going. I'm talking about a download that has, um, it's just a one-time purchase. They're not continuously giving you money. They just buy from you once. And they get access to maybe it's like a PDF, maybe it's like a, a what are those ebooks that have been selling a lot of something like that or a template. Even a, even an online course is pre-recorded, wouldn't you say? Right, yeah, yeah. But it's just that they don't have yeah. they're not re continuously paying you every month for it. It's yeah. just a one-time thing. You can buy a course that's lifetime access for sure. Yeah. That's passive income because you wouldn't have had to actually go in and grant them access to it it's literally some, the reason why it's considered passive income is because you built the course and you put it on what's called an evergreen system where when someone finds it, they buy it, they get immediate access to it. And you literally were, could have been sleeping or on vacation in the mountains or whatever. You didn't have to actually do anything to get that money on that particular time. So digital downloads are a really good one. Um, and then the last one that we talked about would be training, doing trainings for a company. And I think this one can be a little bit confusing because you're wondering, well, I thought you said it's if you don't work. It's not if you don't work at all. What passive income looks like means you're putting in the amount of income that you're making doesn't necessarily match up the amount of effort that you're putting in. I hope that that makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like um, you might think, well, when if you're doing a training, you're doing a lot of work. Yes, you're right. Doing a training is a lot of work, but it's not nearly as much work. At, and we're talking about for a company. I think that's the part that's of, of filling this, filling those seats, filling those seats. Is, it, it's that's a whole nother job in it. So I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they have a good whatever it is, good product. And what, but you have to sell it. I feel like right. all, all these things. But with respects to training, yeah. because we're talking about training yeah. for a company, you have to remember that as a trainer, there's so much more that goes into developing a course, getting the kit together, testing everything out, um, figuring out how to connect with different people, putting out social media content, developing a website, having the, the credit card processing systems, coming up with your, your, either your LLC, your EIN. There's so much that goes into developing a training academy, even if it's online or in person. You have to respond to messages. You have to make sure people pay their balances. You got to deal with their credit card issues. You have to... Um, deal with all the reviews afterwards when people have questions these are all the stuff that the that the academy has to worry about and if you're just training for a company you, you literally don't worry about any of that you're just showing up and working that day hakeem for, calls it babysitting it's like a glorified babysitter for sure that's what hakeem's it's, always said especially the way like i said that we've that we've set it up I actually pretty much set it up so where it's 
um, half online and half in person. And a lot of the learning is done online. So you don't have to worry about explaining how the glue works. You don't have to worry about explaining the difference between your isolating tweezer and your, you know, all the basic stuff. Literally, if you teach a class for us, anyone who's taught a class for us knows you don't actually teach them anything. You're more so it's more like a monkey see monkey do type situation, like Like a demo. like you're just tweaking what they're doing. You're like guiding them. Exactly. Yeah. Like a guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like taking, it's like if you went to beauty school, which probably you did, if you're listening to this podcast, um, if you went to beauty school, then you know that the way beauty school works, it's half theory and then half hands-on. Right. And usually for the hands-on part, your teacher's not even there. My teacher was never around yeah, for the hands-on sure. part. They were there for the theory part. They're explaining everything, what not to do, what chemicals not to mix, what steps not to skip, right? Yeah. So think of it as all that's done online. And then the hands-on part where you're kind of just practicing what you already know, that's what you do with the trainer in our courses. So, so to be honest, with that model, it's very passive. It's a very passive form of income because you don't have to worry about marketing the class. You don't have to worry about building it out or anything. You literally just show up you're there for a few hours, you get free lunch, and then you go home. So that's one really good way of creating passive income. Now, mind you, not every company has it set up the no, same. If, if the company has you actually teaching everything from not having like you even like just having a schedule and telling you what you're doing at what time and so that and it's pretty much you're pretty much actually doing the training for them, selling the courses, yeah. talking about it every day, trying to get like, that's not passive income. Now that's not saying that that's a bad form of income, but it's not necessarily passive, passive income. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's for sure. Something that, uh, that we want to kind of drive home with this message. Yeah, just... we're, not, we're not trying to discourage anybody from doing anything. We just want you guys to know that sometimes people say passive and and honestly, it's just, you're just adding another job to yourself. Literally. You're just adding a whole nother job. So those are some of what we consider to be, I mean, what from our research and just from being in the industry for a long time, those are the main um, ways that you can make passive income. Again, income that you work very, very little for and you get a large payout for. Um, and you can, it can be while you sleep. It can be, like I said, it could be, you could be having drinks and you can get income. Now, why, before we go into what residual income is, I want to answer the question as to, so why, how is selling products, e-commerce, not residual, how is it not passive? Right. Cause you're probably wondering that you're like, wait a minute, nowhere on here. Does, do they say that pass that selling products is passive income? But I see all these girls, you know, I see so-and-so saying that she made a million dollars this year. Or I see so-and-so saying she made a hundred grand off of one product this year. How is that not passive income? Well, you have to, you have to go and you have, you're talking to the manufacturers, you're dealing with all the background stuff. So it's not, it's an, like I said, it's another job. You have to package the orders, work with the people that are um, wanting to make returns, or if they have questions about it, it's not it's creating not, content, yeah, creating content to mm-hmm. sell the stuff, De- answering questions in DMS and sending them the link to the product. And if you have, if you so have, that's, that's very hands-on. So, so, so the whole point is if it's very hands-on, that's not very passive. It, passive is more like very minimal hands. Yeah. But, but if you got your, all your hands and your feet, your whole body, yeah, let's, let's say we made, uh, let's just, Go figure, just throw a random number. Let's say we made $200,000 last year off of uh, products. Let's just say that's just how much income came in. You figure, give or take, this isn't our exact numbers, but give or take, most e-commerce, you can mark off as far as just like overhead and everything. You can take away 50% of that, more or less, right? I feel like 40 to 50. I think if you don't actually know your numbers and you're trying to apply for like insurance and stuff, they take 40. That's like the common number. So you figure if you take away... 50%, that leaves 
our company from product sales alone about 100 grand through the year, right? Now that doesn't cover reinvesting in more product. That was just to pay back the product that we bought, to pay back our staff, right? All yeah, that stuff. Just, just to stay on track. So that means we Not made- necessarily growing. Exactly. So that means that 100 grand is how much we made. You might think, cool, you guys made $100,000. You can live whatever kind of life you want. Well, no, because we want to keep our business going. So we'll figure, let's just say half, and I'm being generous, but let's say 50% of that goes into repurchasing more product. Honestly, it's a lot more than that, but let's just pretend. So now we're left with 50,000 for the entire year for me and Hakeem's salary together for the entire year. Do you think that me and Hakeem combined can live off of 50,000 for the entire year in Southern California? There's no way. No effing way. So when I tell, and, and I put in, I just been just telling you guys, I put in at least 10 hours the day, more frequently than not 12 and a lot of times 16 hours in a day. I'm not exaggerating. No, no, for sure. She really is. That's, I'm being modest, if anything. Some I, days. I don't work that hard, but <laughs> Ashley, Ashley does for and sure. And so that tells you, if you do the hours, if you break down, what's half of $50,000 for the year? 25. 25,000 is about $2,000 a month, about roughly. That's before paying taxes. 25,000, that's, that's $2,000 for the month. If I break down that, I let's just give it an even 12, 12 hours a day, five days a week. That's 60 hours a week that I work. That's, I mean, you do the math. Yeah. I make less than minimum wage, really, if yeah, you think about sure, it. Yeah. So it is not glamorous as you think. And that's making 200, that's selling $200,000 worth of product, you guys. That's a ludicrous amount to some of you, right? And that's what I'm trying to get at here is that it is not passive. I work extremely hard creating content, answering emails, uh, sending emails out. Making sales is a lot is, is, is a lot of effort, I feel like, honestly. Yes. I feel like a lot of people, they think, like I said, you get a good product. And let's not talk about all the product that we have to literally give or throw away because it's not, it doesn't live up to the quality, the standard of quality that we demand. We have very high standards when it comes. We're a small company that's growing. And these couple of first years are literally the most important years ever. Nike could drop a pair of shoes that end up falling apart and they could send them sell, they could sell 10 million of those shoes and they could all fall apart, fall apart for 80% of them. And we would still buy from them yeah. because they're so established. We know that that's an outlying situation, but when you buy from a small company and the first product you ever buy sucks, you're never going to buy again. Exactly. So this is so important to us. And so we lose that. I didn't even factor that into the, to the numbers that I showed you earlier. So my point is, I hope, I hope that that makes sense that selling products, whether you do it in a physical store or online, either way, it's an additional job. It's a whole nother company that you're opening. It is not passive income. Look at some of the biggest companies that you know in our industry. I guarantee you the owners are still working tooth and nail. They are not just kicking back with their feet up. If they are, they didn't just start. They probably started 10, 15 years ago, but I can almost guarantee you they're not. I know most of them. So they're not product sales. Physical product sales is not passive income. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to tell you not to do it. If you're passionate about selling products, if you're passionate about product I mean, development. I guess and, the only way it can become passive is if once you get a team together and they're pretty much running your business for I, you. Like I just said, yeah. they're 10 to 15 years in. Yeah. You can't afford you can't salaries. Afford a, team, a team of people to have run your business no, for you. No, not in the first five years. I can almost guarantee you. Like you see, I mean, we just saw Sean and Mike from Live Bay posting on their um, stories during Black Friday, they themselves are still working. And they've talked openly about being an eight figure company. They make tens of millions of dollars a year and they're still physically working in their business. That is not a pass. If that it, it's, it's just really hard to trust someone too to run your business for yeah, you because then, for then sure. sometimes they don't care as much as you do. And 
just it's just really hard i guess to... and and again but but if you want to do lashes is hard cutting hair yeah. is hard owning a salon is hard all of the things are hard so i just don't I'm not trying to say don't oh, do yeah, it, oh, yeah, for sure. but just don't think that it's passive. And then the other thing that I wanted to jump on, because we've been talking about passive income for a while, is residual income. We'll try to breeze through this a little quicker. What's the difference between passive income and residual income? I think we pretty much defined what passive income is. Residual income is similar, but different. Similar in the sense that um, once you get people in with residual income, there's a lot of money invested in the beginning. With some of these, you may not need a lot of money. With drop shipping, you can get away with drop shipping with a couple thousand. You can get away with, you can become a trainer for a company with zero dollars, right? You can just sign up and, and sign a contract. Or you can, uh, for digital downloads, I mean, Canva costs, what, 20 bucks a month? These are very small investments that can pay off big. Whereas residual income is a little bit different. It's a big income. It's a or big, a big, big investment, investment yeah. right? Time, risk, um, you know, there's a lot of potential risk with these investments, but because it's such a big risk, if you do it well and you research well enough, you'll get small payoffs for a long time. So it's over, you make your profit over time. Your, your, your ROI, your return of investment comes over the course of a period of time as opposed to uh, one big payout immediately. Does, yeah, does sure. that make sense? So you might wonder why would I want to do that? Well, there's longevity in residual income, meaning you're, they're not with, with a drop shipping, with being an ambassador, with collaborating on a product line, with all those other things we mentioned in passive income, those are very much one-time transactions. And if that fluctuates more, I feel like once you get yes. residual going, it's, you, you know what you're getting every month more yeah if you do a collaboration like a tweezer collaboration with us maybe you have some design that you really want to do no one's done it and you think your your audience would love it and we do it and you sell out right you make i don't know forty thousand dollars off of that launch but let's say we never do it again that was a four that was a one-time ticket you see what i'm saying and now you have to go do it all over again and start from scratch from you know design and work with a different manufacturer and all that stuff to do it again you can it's a repeatable process but you're constantly putting in a little bit of effort to get that one payout Whereas with residual, you put a lot of work in the beginning and it slowly pays you over time. And so what is that? What does that look like? Some of the examples would be like what Hakeem had. Yeah, like a barber, like a, like renting a chair, renting a salon suite. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just money that's guaranteed. Like they, you know how many people are renting from you. You know what your overhead is. They cover, they cover. More than likely you should have contracts in place. Yeah. So like a lease, a lot of these residual incomes are going to have to do with like contracts and it's leases. A, it's a, yes, leasing, yeah. You have sure. like an agreement that they're going to be there for a for, period of time. I got you locked in for a year or two and, and you're going to pay me X, Y, and Z every month. And so is the rest of you. So are the rest of the people working there. So you can and, make a lot of money that way. And they cover the bills and and everything. But and how it, much money did you invest initially in that barbershop? And also usually what um you have to you have to make sure that those chairs or the salon suites are also rented throughout the whole year. Like I said, that's right. where, the, where the leasing comes up. But if you're if you have someone uh, once they're full, it's nice for a little while. You're you're smooth sailing. But once those clocks start, you know, chicken, getting and if and if they want to get out, so this then, is where the work comes back again. It's not like you'd never work again. Uh, renting a home, same exactly, thing, right? Yeah. We 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 sign a lease for our home that we live in. They're good on us for a little while, but guess what? They still run ads. They're still on Google. They're doing all those other things because they know it's not a forever type thing. Uh, another one that's that's very similar is we're talking about like training memberships. So like 
in reference to okay so that's that's one option you can go right you can have salon suites you can um you can rent out chairs in a barbershop or a hair salon whatever another way that you can um have residual income would be oh and the reason why it's a big investment is because you invest in the lease you have to you, invest you have or to, you buy you, the you building have, you have to buy you have to build, remodel you have it to build the salon you have to, it, it costs money to build the salon it's not it's it, it, a big investment it's a big investment building the salon runs you anywhere between i would say on the low end 20 25 grand to on the high end of 100 hundreds. 150 200 grand yeah depending sure. on the like the, what you want in your salon if you don't have thirty thousand dollars i could understand maybe that's not the route for you so something that's a little bit more affordable could be like trainings so trainings can definitely be like a training membership could be um a form of or even if it's not training membership it could be uh service memberships right yeah. so that you don't have to worry you can sign up people for a whole year um the uh, amazing, amazing lash, lash yeah. amazing lash has that spa those the massage spa, spa a lot of spas yeah so it's like you pay 150 for the month but you get two fills that month guaranteed and they right. have to come back and even if they don't come they lose those a two lot of fills. Yeah, a lot lose. of people a lot of companies make their money that way they, that, that's what that's what they're banking on it's like the gym the gym's banking on you the gym is another yeah. form oh yeah of the gym yeah, exactly the gym is an exactly another form because they're banking on you signed up and you forget you forget to go and so the gym but you signed a contract you signed a contract and nothing's coming out every month regardless and that's residual income because once they get in yes you do a lot of work in the beginning you model remodel the gym if you're doing a and you have to sell it remember a lot all this a lot of this stuff whether it's passive or residual it has to go back to being able to sell and market you know like it's not it doesn't just come super it doesn't just fall in your lap right you have to do the initial legwork to build something that people want to sign a membership for there has to be a really big value a great value add for me to sign up for a membership i'm not just going to sign up for a membership with you because you have a lot of followers because you have a cute product like i want to know that it's something that's going to benefit me in the long run and that takes convincing it takes coaxing it takes sales so uh one more residual form of residual income that you could have as like a solopreneur if you're realizing oh my god then i don't want to open a salon i don't want to start a product line well what can i do to make money long term that i don't have to stress too much about you can have subscription um services so a subscription service could look like um the ones on instagram yeah the ones you know how you can have subscribers on instagram you can have subscribers the private those private um the right. like only fans and stuff yes like, like only fans or you can be on TikTok and have your subscriber services you can you can provide exclusive content to people that they pay per month to have access to and the moment that they get out they don't have access to it anymore that's one way of having residual income you're going to create content anyways but now you're creating content that people can only view and take advantage of if they're paying you per month so that's another form of uh, residual income but mind you again you have to be continuously convincing people that your subscription were, is worth, worth the, the money yeah, they have, they, they, there has to be some value they're getting from mm -hmm. it to sign up if you're doing and, trainings and just, yeah. if you, that's a form of trainings basically that's the way you can do trainings in a way that's residual income because you're still doing all the work you're still doing it all but you don't have to stress of who's going to pay you next month you know how many people are in your program next month so you can set goals and makes it a little bit easier to reach so i hope that that really clarifies the difference between passive income and residual income um there's no one wrong answer or one right answer there's they're both great you know and my recommendation would be have a combination of of the a two couple, a few a few of them a few of those things you could do a couple things you could be an ambassador you could you could collab with someone have like a special tweezer mm -hmm. or special anything not this is, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in the lash world it could be multiple like a lot of different things you yeah know? yeah and 
and um if you have like i said if you have a salon you can rent suites there's a there's a you can do a lot of stuff together but just but just know that none of them none of the so none of like like I said, being a trainer for yourself, right? You like a lot of girls want are getting into my educators essentials course right now, thinking like, I want to be a trainer because I want passive income. I want to make money while I sleep. But being a trainer for yourself is not making money while you sleep because you have to develop the course and you have to talk to them and you have to sell Summit. them and you yeah, have to sure. make their kit and make sure it gets here on time. You have to see what and you're probably not more than likely when you just start being a trainer, you're not teaching 50 people a month, which means you're not buying product in giant bulk and just letting it sit in your salon. You probably are buying product according to how many students you're going to have in your course. You got to worry about that. What if your favorite product line is out of the product you want? Now you got to go around and figure out what am I going to replace it with? There's so much that goes into that. You got to print out the manuals. You got to design the manual. You have to update it regularly. You have to answer questions. You have to, when your students have questions later on, you have to answer them and you're not getting paid anymore off of that. That was a one-time thing that you pay, you know, they paid for, but yet, you know, if you're a good trainer, you're going to continue to answer their questions. So it's not passive income. It's just another income. It's just another, it's just another job. Yeah. It's literally just another job, which is great. And we're not saying not to do it, but if you're truly looking for passive or residual income, hopefully you were able to take some notes and you can think of some ways like, okay, I don't necessarily have the time or the resources to take on a whole nother business to start a whole nother company from scratch. Yeah. Cause that, that sometimes that, that takes, that takes a toll on your original business. Yes. Like I know, we I know, experienced that. I know when we actually, when we start, first started selling products, Ashley was killing it, killing it, doing lashes. She was making an absurd amount of money. I feel like. For being a service provider and especially then, only being in about two years yes and and then once she started selling product it her time started getting taken away from um, doing services so even though we were making the same amount of money we really weren't though because the products needed to get re-upped the time you know i mean there was so much i work. remember that day in the store where this guy walked in and he was like oh uh, we had just closed the salon down and started focusing because like he's saying, I had to like, I was splitting myself. So eventually I had to get to a point where I had to make a decision about what did I want to focus on? And at that right. time I was really, really passionate about selling supplies and teaching, you know, and being a resource. And also this was during pandemic where it was difficult to, you know, maintain an, um, a steady flow of clients because people were nervous. Right. So I was like, I'm going to focus on the product sales and education. And I had this guy walk in and he's like, Hey, can I make an appointment for my girlfriend? And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, we're a training academy and we sell supplies. Like occasionally we take models, but for the most part, you know, no, we don't have like a scheduling system. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like no worries. And then he's like, he was about to walk out the door and he walks back in and he goes, hey, so you must make way more money now, huh? And I kind of laughed because that was the first time, like it was very forward of him. And you can guess he was white, you know, to have the balls <laughs> to say something like that. But um, I just remember like taking a step back because I had never actually looked at our numbers like profit wise. I knew how much I made as a lash artist. We knew that because yeah, that, that's being a being a service provider. It's almost damn near net what you're making. Like yeah, out of the gross for lashes. Like, anyways, it's, it's like ninety percent. I think just, it's a little different with like hairstylists because they're pro like they use for the more dyes products. and stuff. I mean, yeah, but if you're a hairstylist and you're just cutting, cutting. hair, yes, cutting. Then it's like the same thing. It's like it's ninety. Barber. It's like ninety percent you're keeping. That's 90 percent of your gross is your net whereas yeah. uh as a brand it's like you said earlier it's if you're selling product it's closer to 50. it just depends Sorry. yeah yeah definitely it's a, it's closer to like 50 percent for sure and the same thing when you're doing trainings depending on their price point it depends 
But for the for the most part, what people are charging at these days, people are not charging, you know, what they should because the kit alone can range from three hundred to five hundred dollars. Just the kit alone, you got overhead, you got lunch that you're covering, you have resources, you have all these websites and stuff that you're using. You have the building that you're using. Exactly. So to be honest, even trainings should be, you know, more cost, you know, could be should be higher. So my point is just that it was funny because and we were paying staff hourly, you know, so much goes into it. So I remember him asked telling me that and me thinking like, man, do I make a lot more money? I know the company brings in more money now, but do I actually keep more money? And I thought about it. I went home that day. I wrote everything down and I thought I make less than half, less than half as a product sales and trainer than I did as a service provider alone. And I'm working double. I make less than half and I work double. That is crazy. That means I'm making, I'm profiting about 25% of what I was profiting before when it comes to how much like work I was putting in. That's alarming. That I, was the day. I feel like sometimes that's why people like stay being artists. Like I remember when I first bought my yeah. barbershop, when I, uh, the way I got my barbershop was I bought it from the, the original owner mm -hmm. and the guys that had been working there had been working there for way longer than I have. And they all had a chance to buy it, but they, yeah. like, but they liked it the way it was. They liked not having to deal with making sure the bills were paid dealing with remodeling, dealing with all the extra stuff. They just worried had, about state board. Well, yeah, they just had to show up and, and work. It's so it's a lot. Some, so sometimes uh, it almost was passive income for them yeah. because the truth was, as long as they showed up, the barbershop itself, the reputation that Smooths had was bringing in clients. Yeah, for sure. Well, there was walk-ins coming in, especially like I said, barbers. They weren't posting on social media. They weren't you know, handing out business no, cards. No, no, they were no. doing no real form of marketing other than just, just sitting having there, fun. Sitting, yeah, sitting in their chair waiting. For they weren't even, some of them weren't even yeah. doing that good of haircuts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for sure, I think that like working in a salon or a studio where they, where the, where they're getting the clients for you, not so much studio rental, but more so like being a, a part of a team, that's kind of passive income, guys. Yeah, really you might is. think it's not. You might, well, I do all the work. We had a girl that used to work for us that told me that. I don't like that you're always bragging about how busy we are because I do the work. And I remember, I didn't tell her anything, but in my mind, I was thinking, girl. There's so much. To get the people in the chair is a lot of work. Go out and be a, like, I, I know a lot of you guys are. You guys know it's not so easy to just get, be fully booked. The ones, no. who, the ones of you who are fully booked, you guys know that it's it took, took a lot. It's taken a lot, yeah. Yes. And so not like no shade to that girl, but it's just a testament to the fact that unless you've actually built your own clientele from this from scratch with no help from a salon owner, you don't know how hard it is. You just have no idea because whether you like to believe it or not, working underneath somebody who does tons of marketing, you are benefiting from well, that well, majorly. That's, that's why I liked it when I when I first yeah. bought the barbershop or when I first. That's why you working. weaseled your way in there. That's why yeah, that was my dream barbershop to work at. So I remember when I wanted to work there, it was for that reason. I didn't want to be out there marketing and doing all that. It's stuff. Not because the owner was cute or no, the salon or the his, barbershop was. He nice. had established himself as one of the, the barbershop, you know, one of the barbershops around town. So people were just walking in. It was like. They still the, do. The money was just falling on my lap, pretty much. Once I got in there, the money was just starting to fall on my lap, which was amazing. So like. You have to know what it is. We, we had to close if you, don't, if you don't like sales and you don't like marketing yourself, yeah. go go work for a salon. Honestly, yeah. guys, I, I'm just being honest with you guys. Like as honest as I can be, because it, it really takes a lot of the stress off of you. Mm -hmm. Like you, I would say, like when people do, like, because so you don't actually. To, if you want to work with me as a coach, you don't actually have to sign up for my my 90 day commitment, my coaching programs. You can work with me one on one. I do one on one coaching sessions all the time with people. 
and they just want a couple questions answered. They want to express their feelings. This isn't that. And I would say one of the number one things is I just got my license last year, or I've had my, I've been doing lashes for two years and I still can't build a steady clientele base. I have my studio, this, this, and that. And I, I always tell them, I'm very blunt. I'm like, so you look like a boss, but you're not getting paid like a boss. A lot of people are more concerned right now with looking like a boss than actually getting paid like one. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, one of the guys that used to work for me, he made damn near as much money as I did. And he was just, he just worked showed up. He just showed up, literally. Yeah. Like, so that's freedom right there yeah that's that's, that, real that's, freedom. Real, that's real freedom when he left for when he left if he shop, wanted to go on vacation there was no to, issues yeah, yeah he didn't have to i mean he had to just pay my rent I but guess, i'm saying but he didn't have to yet. worry about the building burning down the electricity oh, turning no, no, off nothing, nothing was gonna fall on his lap everything fell on my shoulder and know? that's one of my biggest tips that i give a lot of these people who are like well i'm shy with social media i don't like putting myself out there i love just doing nails but i don't actually like um meeting new people and stuff like that well then honey Go find a banging salon to work for it. Go work at a salon. And yes, they're going to take 50% of your money. I understand that sounds like a lot, but I'd rather get 50% 50 of a lot than, than, than 100% of shit. Exactly. Gary Vee right there. Yeah. I'd rather take 50% of $1,000 a week to not have to literally do anything other than do what I love rather than get 100% of $50 a week. One client a week because that's all I know how to get because it's my cousin who doesn't tip. Or go work at a, a popular salon that charges five times what I charge and does all the work to get them in. But yeah, I only get 50%. I know it's not as glamorous. It's not that boss bitch vibes that you're thinking. But it really is though, honestly. It you, really is. You get to do what you love and don't have to worry about any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. You literally just get to be an artist. You don't have to be a business person. Exactly. Whereas if you're in the... I feel like everybody thinks that they get good at a service so they find a good product and it just sells itself. And that's no. not, I believe that me, myself, I believe that yes, I was, did. I was fired at cutting hair. That was like my thing. Oh, I'm good at cutting hair. I don't have to. And what was myself. I telling you? You, they, I always have to, you always have to promote your mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I was always saying, why don't you post it? And you're like, that's thirsty. Yeah. I like, mean, it, it's, it is. Yeah. It, trust me. We're not alone. Yeah, is the point. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was, yeah. I did. Yeah. When I started the product line and it was so fire, I thought my shit was better than, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. I was like, damn, my shit's better than theirs. It's better than theirs. And my stuff was so good. And don't, and I got some feedback from a couple of people. I was like, give me your feedback. And they all agreed with me. They're like, dude, this stuff's amazing. You killed it. Oh my God. But yet crickets when it came to sales. So you know what I resorted to? And this is a big mistake. I hope that you don't do if you do still after all this want to, you know, develop your own training, which I hope you do. Again, this is not it's not to it's not to like make you not do it. It's more to just realize that it's gonna you're adding an additional job, not it's gonna be so you need yet. to brand that company, you need to learn how to market that company and learn that you're not speaking to the same people you've been speaking to. If you have built a banging hair, you know, if you're a balayage specialist, and you've built a banging clientele base that loves your balayages and you're that bitch in town you're that balayage bitch you, starting to train to do balayages you're not going to be talking to the same people so your content strategies your website's going to look different the layout the type of verbiage that you're going to use the seo that you're going to be taking advantage of on your website is going to be very different so your mark basically your sales and marketing strategy is going to be very different for your for your services i'm mean for your um, your courses, or if you are a nail tech and you want to start selling, you know, nail decals or something, something unique, your market is going to be very different. So how you show up on social media, how you show up on your website, it's going to be very different. And this is really something important to kind of keep in mind. 
And I would, what I was going to say is just that something I did to get clients in the very beginning as a lash artist and as a makeup artist was I did, I did free services. I did free services and I got a lot of content. That was something that I did a lot of. And Hakeem did too. Hakeem yeah, did free, sure. free haircuts because that helped him get better, right? Well, giving away free product is what I thought. So I went back to, okay, how did I build my first company? Let me kind of do something similar. Giving away free products is very different than giving away free services because you're not going to get content of your giving yeah. away that product. You don't get the same exchange from that. And when so, I was and sometimes when people get free product, they honestly they're, they're they're not necessarily in a hurry to use it. When someone spends their hard earned dollars on something, best believe that they're going to try it, use it, and make the best of it. When they get it for free, and it was okay that my clients in the beginning, because you might think, well, how did that work with services? Well, because I didn't get them so that they could be my clients. I didn't do my sister in laws, my cousins, my best friends' lashes for free so that they'd be my paying clients. I did them for free so I can get results and I can get practice and I can get good. I did it so that I can get social proof that I can do it. Does that make sense? So selling products is not going to work. Giving away free product. I see it all the time. I see it locally. I see it with girls and I'm like so desperate that I want to coach them. And I want to tell them like giving away your products for free is not going to work unless, unless, Key thing, unless you're already established at as a res, as a respected and trusted resource for that very product. For example, we um, we sell lashes. We've been in the game now two and a half years almost, and we're very respected. I feel at this point by the people who buy from us, they love us, and those who don't don't. That's fine. But the people who love our products are loyal. So um, for Black Friday, one of the things that we did was if you spend a certain amount, you got something for free and we were pushing a specific product. We were pushing our clear glue. Our clear glue is amazing. It's quickly become Hakeem's favorite adhesive and a lot of people's. So I thought, well, people already love it that are buying it. People are already buying it and loving it. These customers are already spending a hundred to $200 on us, which means they already love us. So let me give them a free adhesive. And guess what? Now it's grown like wildflower. People are wildfire people are buying them by the twos and the threes so that's a different scenario not starting off from scratch and handing candy out for free to people yeah I know. it's very different you're not going to get the same return that is not giving away free products to establish yourself as someone that they should trust and respect is not a good sales or marketing strategy um hakeem had a good example that he was talking about about giving stuff away for free the oh, only yeah. time that works yeah the only time that works is if you're if you're a drug dealer and you're, and you're giving away <laughs> if you're giving away crack or heroin to someone you're but, gonna get them hooked but the thing is you might get them hooked to a certain product that they might like doesn't mean it'll be yours and it doesn't once they're hooked they're they just want to get that sort of they're product. loyal to the drug they're, they're loyal not loyal to, to you. you exactly and so keep that in mind as well you might get someone hooked you on might, yeah you might get someone hooked on, on a 90 degree tweezer and then they might you know what but I mean? if they're not connected to you yeah. you don't have a strong marketing strategy you don't have a strong sales voice they necessarily they won't necessarily come back to you and so this really all comes back to the whole message of that create like all of these things you can do and they are great resources for creating a new source of income and we're all about that again we live in california we're all for so you it you gotta get your you gotta get your money in yeah right sure. for sure get that bag but recognize that creating this new source of income like a training or a product or whatever it's gonna is, take more effort it's not gonna solve your poor business strategy that you have from your previous business i see a lot of people trying to become trainers or develop product lines simply because they can't get clients in their door already at you know just regular clients because you you don't have any nail clients so you're trying to develop a nail line or because you don't have a lot of hair hair clients you're trying to start trainings that's not going to solve 
like your problem. You still need to understand marketing. You still need to have a strong sales strategy. And that was the main point that we wanted to make here that passive income only works if you could have sales and business already as it is. Exactly. And that takes learning. That's a whole nother skill. So this is why my opinion is to really master strategy, your, your strategy for marketing your business so that you can get your one business to the point where it can fund then your next business. And that's really what I've done yeah, with sure. every single, all four businesses that I've created that are now six figure earning businesses. I did it by funding one that's called bootstrapping. And I know that that term bootstrapping might sound like really like a lot of work and you're like, Oh my God, that's annoying. The whole point of me getting to the, into being an entrepreneur was because I thought that I could make six figures doing lashes. I know. Yeah, and I know you were duped. <laughs> I know. Trust me, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur in general, the work never really stops. It changes. Yes. Entrepreneur work always it's always evolving and changing. Yes. But no matter what level you're at, you're still working as an as an entrepreneur. That's the life you chose. And you have to realize that that there's not there really isn't no days off. No. no matter what part of being an entrepreneur, whether you're in sales, I mean whether you're in service providing or products or you have um anything pretty much. I don't know. Anything Those that, are really the only two things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a product, a physical product or uh, a service that you're selling. Those are really the only two things that you can have. Um, it could be a physical product or a digital product. Doesn't matter. But yeah, you're right. It's it never stops. And so I think the main message, like I said, is just that there is no easy way out. If you didn't understand that from this, <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. There's no easy way out. Selling a product is not an easy way out. Uh, doing a training is not the easy way out. Even selling an online course is not the easy way out. Like it takes work. It takes strategy. That's the key word here. Strategy. You need to have a strategy that works for you as a person to be able to sell your product to whoever it is you're trying to sell it to that little system there, that little, uh, kind of funnel basically is going to be unique for every single business model. So if you need help with that, if you, um, find yourself in this position and you feel like we described you to the T understand that it's not impossible. You can do it. And full disclaimer, you don't have to have a full book of clients to start a product line. You don't have to have um, a pop in salon to start trainings. You don't have to do those things. But typically speaking, if you've already done those things, you're, pro you're probably pretty good at business. Exactly. Or you've learned a thing or two about business over time. So that's what makes it easier for some people. It's not so much that, you know, you have to, there's no level, there's no like level you have to, or hoops you have to jump through to be successful. But typically speaking, people who can build a successful salon are going to have an easier time selling a product as well. So, um, but if you are not at that point yet and you're like, well, I'm really passionate about selling this specific product, or I'm really passionate about wanting to help people, you know, learn how to do hair or whatever it is that you want to do, you definitely can, but you're going to have to get really, really savvy with your strategy. And I can totally help you with that. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about marketing and you want to just set up a one-on-one -on -one call with me, I'm definitely happy to, to do that. I'll make sure to link, um, my email below. So you can shoot me an email and just say, Hey, I listened to this podcast and I feel like, you know, I want to develop, you know, something and I know it's not going to be easy and I'm committed to doing whatever it takes. I definitely am always looking for people who are really passionate and really driven to start a business or grow their business. Uh, or maybe you already started trainings or maybe you already have a product line that's just not doing really well. I can definitely help you. So we don't want you to think that we're telling you not to do it. 
just be aware that, that there's work to be done. There's more to it than just to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I hope that that was really helpful. I think it was. That, was, that went a lot longer than we anticipated, but uh, we're really passionate about this subject. Yeah, I have, I have fun t uh, talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure, because Hakeem sees the behind the scenes of the way and, I am. And I was once, once you guys. I yes. once believed that fucking my life was just in a have my feet kicked up and I was just going to be rolling in dough and everything was going to be easy. So I get it. I, get I remember it. the sincerity on his face when he, when he asked me how much money am I getting from each sale? I, I, fun fact that ended up resulting in me telling him like me looking into lawyers. I, I, I genuinely was like, Whoa, we don't have any paperwork set up yet. I think we're going to have to involve attorneys here because I think that if you see it on paper, you're going to understand how much I've put in and recognize that, you know, I wasn't trying to get divorced. I meant an attorney like to help us, um, figure out the business and yeah, figure out like how much percent should he get since he was providing the physical location and stuff like that. But the point is that it got, it, you're not alone. And we've both been there. I've had a, a fairy tale idea. Sure, of what especially it's with like. social media, everyone's selling you this, this, this false dream that yes. you're going to do this one thing and you're just going to be, it's going to be easy money. There's no, there's no such thing as easy. There money. isn't unless you hit, unless you hit the lottery, but even then, if you, what do you the, do with it? You don't yeah, know what to you do. You don't know what to do with it. a lot of people that hit the lottery. They don't have no money management skills. And within five years, it might've been easy money, again, yeah. but not long-term. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're here to help you guys. We don't want to shame you. I really hope that that's not how anyone took this. It was more so just a teaching moment because clearly uh, Hakeem and I have both struggled and we're seeing more and more people in the program and at conferences that I speak at having these same type of thoughts. We just wanted to kind of spread this message so that we clear up some of the confusion. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this was really fun. I really enjoyed this episode. I hope that you guys did. If you did and you learned something, I would really love it if you would share, leave a review for us guys. We really, really want to kick off the new year with some more uh, feedback on our podcast and also share to your Instagram stories. It's really helpful. So many people till this day between Hakeem's 100 140 followers, 140,000 followers between my like 20,000 followers between my platforms. So many people still have no idea that we have this podcast and we pour so much into it. And we're so grateful for all the listeners, but it's not going to hurt you to share with other people and help someone else learn something that can grow their business. So thank you guys. We'll see you next time.